0: Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, O Lord. We thank you for this wonderful time, Lord, which you have given us, O God, to know you more and more, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all the love and grace, O God. We thank you for your faithfulness, my Master. Thank you, Jesus, for you are good all the time, Lord Jesus. Lord, your word says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Yes, Lord God, we are here to produce much fruit for your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for all the good things what you have done to us, God. We celebrate your goodness over our lives master we thank for each and everyone who are here on this conference call master from different parts of the world we bless them O lord we give you all the glory god in jesus name we pray amen 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 so today uh, I, I would like to share about the word of god uh, about the seven promises of god now there are many promises in in the bible it's just not seven, but there are many promises. But I just highlighted uh, the seven important promises which you can claim in your in your daily life. And I believe that it's going to be a great blessing if you claim these promises. And uh, when things get tough in our life, and it is very easy for us to focus on ourselves and on our difficulties, but when we read these promises of God. It lifts up our spirit, it nourishes our soul and it helps us to keep moving forward. Now the Bible is full of God's promises and we need to remember that God is faithful and his promises are true because he's a faithful God. And today our like to share the seven promises where you can reflect and this will encourage you and times like these wherein we are going through this uh, kind of pandemic uh, across the globe these promises of God will surely encourage us amen so the first promise uh, of God is God says I will be with you so if you turn your Bibles to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9. It says, Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9. It says, Have I not come on the dew? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Now God is saying that Whatever your situation is, whatever you're going through in your life, whatever crisis you go through, God is saying, be strong and be courageous. I'm going to be with you wherever you go. The Bible says, wherever you go, God is with us. And that's a wonderful promise of God. And if you read in Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Amen. He says that do not fear. Do not be dread of them. Whoever is trying to attack you, whoever is trying to persecute you, whoever is trying to put you down. God is saying that I'm going with you. I'm going to be with you. He promises us that he will be with us. And this promise provides an assurance of God that he will be with us in good times and also in our bad times. Even in a stormy weather, even when there's a calamity, even when there's a disaster, God is saying that I will be with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to give the blessings to you, what you need. And Jesus is our comfort. He's a companion. He's a comforter, and he is with us every moment of our life. Most of the time, people are going through this phase of loneliness in their life, and and now it's even more worse because of the global pandemic, which every family is going through. Is some some of them in their families have lost their loved ones, and people are attacked with COVID. I have. My own family have been attacked with this COVID. But when I read this promise of God, God says, I'll be with you. I claim this promise. I said, Lord, you're going to fight our battles. You are going to be with us, Lord. Because the word says that the Lord is good to all. He's good. He's good all the time. And he has his compassion towards his people. His love endures forever. And the seven promises what I'm going to share and the first promise is that God says I will be with you according to Joshua 1.9. It's such a blessing to know that a God who created us, the creator of this universe, he is there with us wherever we go. He is there with us to comfort us, to guide us and to protect us because his love for us is unconditional. Because he's a sovereign God. What he promises, he will never take back his promise. And the Bible is full of promises. If you read in Psalm 34, 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. We just need to taste God's goodness. We just need to have this assurance, have this faith in God that yes, he is with me. You know, Psalm 4610, it says, be still and know that I am with you. Amen. He says in Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am with you. Even though you walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I am with you. And that's a promise what, what God is giving to us today, church. He's saying, lift up your eyes unto the heavens and look, I have given you everything and I will be with you. I. This is my promise. This is my love towards you. And because God loves his people unconditionally. And you need to hold on to these promises that God is with you. Whether you are going a a crisis, a challenge or depression or anxiety Whether you're going through this all alone by yourself or as a family you go through some kind of crisis or as a community, God says, Hold on to the promises. Just the way God gave Noah a rainbow as a sign and God keeps his promises and he did what he promised to Noah and he was a faithful God. He kept his promise. So when God can be faithful to Noah, he can be faithful to you. Amen. If you see in the Bible, everyone have gone through some kind of situation in their lives. Be it King David, be it King Solomon, be it Abraham, be it St. Paul. Everyone have gone through. It's And an what we go through in our life, the challenges, the situations, the burdens, the emotional pain, the hurt. Sometimes we, we are so... Uh, hurt deep down inside our heart and God knows exactly what you go through sometimes you'll not be able to explain that to anybody sometimes there'll not be any words for you to share it with your family members or to your church or to your leaders but God knows exactly what you go through that deep down pain of yours that hurts your past experiences Whatever you go through, God is saying, Church, I am with you. I am with you. Amen. Because he says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. There is hope in Christ Jesus. There is a great future for us in Christ Jesus. And he says, in Deuteronomy, the Lord himself will go before you and he will be with you. And he says he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he says, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. In this world, there will be persecution. In this world, there will be trials and tribulations. The Bible says that the word of God says that. But yet God is giving this assurance to us that he will be with us. Amen. He will walk with us. And that is why it is very important that we trust the Lord. Our trust should be in the Lord because the Bible says, don't put your trust on chariots and princes and men, but trust in the Lord. Amen. And the second promise, what I would like to highlight here is the second promise is from the book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 19. And he says, I will protect you. Amen. I will protect you. He is our protector. Jesus is our protector. And he says, even when bad things happen to the good and the godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. You might be doing good things in your life. You might be loving people. You might be doing all those uh, audiences, following the instructions of God, being obedient to the word of God, praying to God, going to church, giving your offerings, helping the needy, helping the sick, praying for one another, interceding for people. And sometimes you might go through some tough times in life. And sometimes you must be thinking, Lord, why should I go through this? i am being doing all that. But God says, even if a righteous person faces many troubles, the Lord comes to rescue each time. And that is our confidence in God that he is there to protect us. You don't have to go through the sun; God is there to protect us. Now, when we call on him for protection in any circumstances, he is there he will change that situation for us he will change the hearts of the people around us he will build in those relationships for us and he is there to protect us from all troubles and trials and depression and tr- whatever everyone is going through today we see the world is in such a great turmoil it's in it's in big stress people are lonely people are, are going through anxiety the stress, stress levels are increasing. There is pain. There is burden. But God is saying, I will protect you. And God is saying, I'm protecting you and I will protect you from this coronavirus. Amen. From this wicked spirit. God is saying, I will protect you. This is my promise. This is my promise. That's why God is saying, I will protect you. And that's the promise of God. And the third promise of God is from the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So the third promise of God is, I will strengthen you. Now, God will never call you into something that is not fully willing and be able to support you and you alone may not have the strength. But if you take your focus and put your focus on God, you will receive your strength from God. Sometimes we feel so lost and overwhelmed with all our things in our life and we experience some kind of darkness in our life, and we started to feel weak in our spirit, in our body, in our soul, that God is saying, I will strengthen you. And what we need to remember, church, is that we need to turn to Jesus because our strength comes from Jesus. In times of weakness, our strength comes from Jesus. And that is very important that when we are weak, We need to go to Jesus. Because the Bible says, Come to me all those who are heavily laden and burdened. I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Most of the time, when we face challenges in our life when we are weak we go to all different kind of solutions we seek people we seek advices from different people and we are still not satisfied because the reason we are not yet satisfied is because we are not reaching to the divine power of God and that's why Bible says in the gospel of Matthew come come to me Jesus is opening his arms wide and he's telling come i am there to take away all your burdens i am here to give you strength and only through christ jesus that's why saint paul writes in the book of philippians he says i can do all things through christ what it says all things it's not few things it is not little things it is not only certain things but jesus says All things. That's what St. Paul writes. I can do all things through Christ. It's only through Christ that we are strengthened. It's only through Christ that we are lifted up high. It's only through Christ that our spirits are being rekindled. Because the Bible says that whoever follows Jesus will never walk in darkness. Because he is the light of the world. He is the light of life. And our strength comes from God. Amen. And and He says, If you love me and keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper, that is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is in us. The Spirit of God lives inside of us, is with us. He is the one who strengthens us. Sometimes if we have to face a kind of situation in our life, we feel so weak. We feel so drained out in our flesh. Our legs starts to tremble. Our hands starts to shiver. Our heart beats. just rises up because we are nervous. And sometimes the, the situation surrounds us. We get intimidated in our life. And that's when we lose our hope. And we think that there is no hope in God. But God is saying, I am your hope come to me I will strengthen you because he is the resurrection and life and we need to believe in these words that is why, church it's very important that we meditate on the scriptures that is why God has given us this manual the Bible we need to read the scriptures we need to meditate on the scriptures the treasures are hidden in the word of God. But what we do is we seek for the treasures of this world, desiring and following the desires of our flesh. But God is saying, come to me. I am with you. I will protect you. I will strengthen you. And that is why it is important that we meditate on these verses. He is the one who is going to strengthen us. If somebody has to go to attend an examination or somebody is going for an interview, we, we, we feel very weak. We feel so nervous. This, this lot of fear attacks us. How am I going to pass my examination? I'm going to clear this interview and all kind of things. God is saying, I am there with you. I'm going to strengthen you. And we need to rely on the word of God. We need to rely on God. And that is why God's promises is come to me. And the word says, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Psalms 145. Our Lord Jesus is available for each one of us. He's not angry at us. He's not mad at us. No matter how many times we fall, no matter how many times we sin, no matter how many times we disappoint God, but his love for his children is unconditional. It's marvelous. It's beyond our imagination. He loves us so much. That's why it says in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He loves us. That's why he he died on that cross. He took the path of great pain and suffering for each one of us. And God is saying, I will protect you from every virus, from every sickness, from every calamity, every disaster, every kind of a problem, whatever you go through in your life. I'm there to protect you. I will be with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to strengthen you. That is what the Lord says. And the next promise of God, the fourth promise of God, It's in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians, chapter 4, verse 7. It says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, we got your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The fourth promise God says here is, I will give you peace. Amen. I will give you peace. In John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. If you read the scriptures, constantly God tells us in the Old Testament, and the New Testament, he keeps on reminding his people, don't be discouraged. Don't have fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't be troubled. I am with you. I'll give you peace. I will strengthen you. I am your God. I am your life. I am the resurrection. How many promises? The entire Bible is, is of hope. And it's it's a courage for us when we read the scriptures. That's why it's very important that every single day, church, read your Bible. Hold on to those promises. It's only God who can give us peace, the divine peace which it comes from Jesus. Rather talking to your friends, to your family, to your neighbors, to, to all the other people on the face of the earth, I would say your first point of contact, when you face through a trial, when you face through a persecution, when you face through a burden, your first contact should be Jesus. Your first dial number should be, To Jesus, to the scriptures, to the word of God. Amen. And that is why God says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. He says this to disciples. Because when Jesus left, the disciples were troubled. They didn't know what was going on. It was blank for them. Because three years, Jesus spent their time throughout the day and night. He was with the disciples, teaching with them, walking with them encouraging them, blessing them, giving the wisdom, all those things. And out of the sudden, he just left. Of course, he told them that he's leaving. But, you know, the flesh. Suddenly, if our family members leave and go, how do we feel? It's a shock. We can't take it. And now people are going through a lot of shocks because their, their loved ones are just gone away in fraction of seconds. And due to this coronavirus, some people are not even able to see their loved ones in these last times because of the virus attack. There are many people who died in the hospitals, and the, the loved ones, the family members, were not able to see their, their own parents. I had an experience. One of my close friends lost her husband, she lost her father in law and mother in law in the span of one week of time because of coronavirus. And she has two daughters. And she she is there in a different city. And her children are in a different city because of this COVID. And the children didn't even have an opportunity to see their father's burial. Such a tragedy. Such a tragedy. And my heart was broke. And there are many people in my own family I have lost. Some due to coronavirus. Some due to different kind of an attack. A different kind of sickness but we couldn't go and meet them or even attend the last rituals and at that time our hearts are troubled we can't express the emotions sometimes all the emotions we can't put it in words it's there deep down in our hearts but only Jesus knows what we go through and that's the reason the first point of contact for us when we go through a trouble is to go to jesus because he he is peace jesus himself is a prince of peace it's not that he will give peace he himself is peace he himself is grace so when we have this jesus peace flows in in our life strength comes to us we feel courage we feel bold we are strengthened and if you read the above verse, you know, when St. Paul writes it very beautifully, you know, in, we read the seventh verse, it says, and the peace of God will surpass all understanding. But if you read the previous verse of the book of Philippians, that is chapter 4, verse 6, because St. Paul knew what this church was going through exactly. He knew what, what they were going through. And he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. One of the main roots of the Holy Spirit is to give peace to us. So these people were troubled. This is the secret of the peace of God. Because people are troubled. But God is saying don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't be troubled. Let everything come to me by prayer. With thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto me. God is saying. Bring your request. He is more than willing to take your request. Whatever your request is. If it is in line with the word of God if it's according to the will of God, if, if it is not contrary to the word of God, He will surely ensure to answer you. Amen. And that is why St. Paul writes very clearly. Don't be anxious, but in prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, we have to give thanks to the Lord. In good times and bad times, in perilous times and difficult times, in whatever times we are going through in our life, we need to give thanks to God. Most of the time when people go through crisis, they forget to approach God. Some people start to leave God. They separate themselves from God they think, why Lord? Why me, Lord? Why should I lose my loved one? Why should I go through this? Why should I go through this financial crisis? Why should I lose my job? Why should I I, I, I lost my children? Why I have to go through, you know, these questions as human beings, we go through in our day-to-day life. and And we say, okay, I think God doesn't care about me. He doesn't love me. Must be he's not interested in me. Why I have to go through all these troubles? Why I have to go through this persecution? It's why me? I see other people who are so wicked, who are so bad, but they're prosperous, they're rich. But you belong to the kingdom of God. You don't belong to the world. You belong to Jesus. And the Bible says that one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is long-suffering. If you follow Jesus, God says you will go through persecution. You will go through rejection. You will go through hatred. People will hate you just because you're a Christian. Forget about the way you live your life. Forget about whether you've been good. Just because you're a Christian, people will hate you just because you follow Christ. Get that in your heart, church. You are hated because you follow Jesus. People hate you because you follow Jesus. Because you follow Christianity. They hate you. And they're ready to kill you. They're ready to persecute you. They're ready to destroy you. That is what the world is all about. They hate Christians they hate people who worship jesus they hate people who go to church they hate people who read the word of god the devil hates you the devil's people hate you and that is why you see many people on this earth the political leaders the governments the filthy rich people they hate christians because they cannot stand the presence of god neither they cannot stand the disciples of god we are all his disciples We are all the children of God and the world hates us because we are the light of this world. Because those people are dark and they love the dark things. They love the darkness. They love the works of the enemy. They love the works of the Satan. And that is why they will do anything what Satan asks them to do. They will destroy the earth. They will, they will bring into this all kind of virus and all kind of the things they will do. Because they hate Christians. Only because you are a Christian, because you follow Christ, they hate you. And Jesus said very clearly in the Gospels, The world will hate you. They will reject you. They will persecute you for my name's sake. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And you are more than conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are more than victorious in Christ Jesus. So it is okay. And that is why when we read the scriptures, when we meditate on the word of God, these words of Jesus brings hope in our life. And we will know that even if the enemy comes to attack us, even if the enemy tries to rob our peace, we know that Jesus is our peace. Amen. And we need to hold on to that peace. We need to wait unto the Lord and we should not be anxious. And many people are not reading the word of God. And when the trouble comes, when they go through the valley of darkness, they leave Jesus. But God didn't say that. You know, the Bible says in Romans eight thirty-five, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as a sheep for the slaughter. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And it says in verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Nobody can If you hold on to Jesus if you cling on to Jesus nothing should separate you from the love of God. Nobody can separate you from you following Jesus. Nobody can put you down for following Jesus. Even if death comes to you. That's what the Bible says. Even if death comes to you. You will say Lord I gave my life to you. And that's what if you see. The apostles. They were martyred. They were killed. Because they knew what is stored for them in heaven. They seen the future. They seen the life. The glorious life after the death, And they were more than willing to give their life to Jesus. Amen. And that is why church, Jesus says in John 14, 27, Peace I live with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. In the world you will receive hatred. In the world you will receive rejection. In the world you will receive all kind of things. But do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And the fifth promise what God is telling us is from Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, he says, the Lord himself will fight for you, just stay calm. Hallelujah. It says, the Lord himself will fight for you, just stay calm. Exodus fourteen fourteen. Just like the Lord fought for the Israelites, he will fight for you. Even during the times of your pain, there's a battle. God says, I'm gonna take action and I will fight for you. And he will give you the plans, what to do when the enemy tries to attack you. And he is gonna rescue you and he is gonna fight for you. And and that's the reason God is saying, I'm gonna fight for you. Don't be afraid of this coronavirus. Don't be afraid of this pandemic i will fight for you i am standing right beside you and i am going to fight for you i am going to be with you that is what the wonderful promise of god if you are fighting through some kind of sickness god says i will fight for you i will help you i will heal you i will i will restore you these are the promises of god and that is why it is very important for us that we Know the heart of God and the mind of God. Because the heart of God and the mind of God is always to protect us and love us and to give us peace. Because God loves us unconditionally. Because the Bible says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. When you walk through this fire, when i'm going to fight for you he will fight your battles he is going to fight every battle of yours if you are faithful to god if you stand in the gap and pray to god not only to you but he is going to bless you your family your relatives your generation and your nation through one man's obedience we received it in our life. that is through Jesus. So if you are faithful to God, if you stand and you if you believe in God, He's not only going to fight your battles, but He's going to fight the battles for your nation, for your family. Whoever is connected to you, He's going to stand with them. He's a faithful God. His love endures forever. He is good all the time because He is a great sovereign God. Amen. And the sixth promise of God is from the Gospel of Mark eleven twenty four. 24. It says, For this reason, I am telling you, whatever things you ask for, in accordance with God's will, believe with confidence and trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. Amen. He's saying that I'm going to answer your, your prayers. Whatever you ask in my name, if it's in line with the word of God, I am going to answer all your prayers. And that is why it is very important that we embrace this promises of God. He is going to answer our prayers. Because whatever we ask God in his name, he is going to do that. Sometimes we don't understand his ways. Sometimes we can't understand what, how God wants to answer, what is the way, which path. But we need to trust in God. We need to rely on God that he will answer your prayers, And we need to have faith. The Bible says that we cannot please God if we don't have faith. The only re- the only way to please God is that we need to have faith in Christ. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 11, it says now faith is a substance of things. Which you don't see. It's an evidence. What you don't see. But you believe. That's called faith. So whatever you ask Jesus. You need to have faith. That your prayers have been answered. That your prayers have been answered. Amen. And God is with you. God is going to fight for you. He's going to give you peace. He's going to strengthen you. And he's so much willing to prosper you. He says, I will never leave you. I will never ever forsake you. Because he's a good God. His love for is unconditional. And the last promise, what I want to say is. From the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 3. God says, I love you. Amen. I have loved you with an everlasting love. What a beautiful promise of God this is. He says, I love you. So at times in our life, our, our our parents might not tell us, I love you. Our siblings or our spouses, our children, sometimes we feel so lonely in our relationships. We feel that sometimes when we go through the dark times, we feel that nobody loves us. You know, we say, and we go through that kind of loneliness in our life. We think that how much of a good I am to my child, my child doesn't love me. How much I am good to my spouse, I I don't think my spouse loves me so much. You know, I do good for my friends. I don't think they don't love me. Probably they use me. You know, and all these things. But God says in the book of Jeremiah, a wonderful promise to remember, Church is God says, I love you, and He says. I have loved you with an everlasting love. It is not a love which God loves us today, tomorrow. His love is not like us. Our love is based on all conditions. If you love me, I love you. If you do this, I will do this. You know, if you talk to me only, then I will talk to you. you. If you call me only, then I will call you. But God is not like that. Whether you reach to him, whether you don't talk to him, whether you don't care about him, but his love for us is unconditional, that's a beautiful promise of God. He says, with an everlasting love, therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn thee, you know with such compassion, that love, what God has for us, he draw he wants us to draw close to him. He says that you're you're the apple of my eye, touch not my anointed, he says. And He is there with you and He says, I am thinking about you. You know, when God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. See, God's thought, He's thinking of you and me every second. Every breath we take, God is thinking. He doesn't think about anything else on the face of the earth. He he doesn't care about anything else. All he cares about, you and me. All he wants is you and me. All he has to do on this in this entire universe is to love us unconditionally. And that's why he displayed his love on the cross church. That's a great evidence, what we see in Jesus. That he displayed his love openly, publicly to the on the cross. He never hid uh, hid his love for his people in a a dark room. He openly loved us by going through that cross. And when you go through and somebody doesn't say you, I love you, but if you only hear in your life, I hate you, I don't like you and all these things. Remember God's promise. God says, I love you. No matter the world hates you, no matter your people hate you, no matter your siblings hate you, no matter your spouse hate you, no matter your children hate you, no matter nobody understands you, nobody understands your pain, God is saying, I understand you. Come to me. I will answer you. I will fight for you. I am here to give you peace. I love you unconditionally and I'm more than willing to draw you, place you in my bosom. God's love is unconditional. And that's why it's so good to read the scriptures, church. so good to meditate on God's promises. Because when we read his promises, it's amazing. It says in Jeremiah 29, 12, it says, When you call upon me, you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. You shall seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart. God wants your heart. He's not interested in any or any any other thing. Nothing matters to him. Even sometimes you fail to give your offerings. Even sometimes you, you fail to do certain things for God. God says, I want your heart. Just love me the way I love you. Just come to me. Be with me. Acknowledge me. Most of the time and most of the Christians do not acknowledge the love of God. We just take God for granted. We don't acknowledge. And that's a very saddest part. We don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit. He is very much real more than anybody else. The Holy Spirit is real. Even if you're alone at home, He is with you. He is a spirit. The Holy Spirit is with you. So don't feel lonely. He is with you. The Holy Spirit of God is with you. You are a spirit. And you need to see from, from your spiritual eyes, not from your naked eyes. We need to acknowledge his love. We need to acknowledge God's goodness over our life. Most of the times, even in relationships, in family relationships, in church, wherever, we don't acknowledge. If somebody does good to us or somebody is loving to us, we don't acknowledge. We just take it for granted. And that is what we, that same attitude, that same nature we have towards God also. We don't acknowledge him as God. We don't acknowledge him as a living God, as a Jehovah God, as a Messiah. We don't acknowledge. Only when we need him, we run to Jesus. And when we are good and happy and things are going fine, we don't even care to give time for him. We don't have time for God. We have only time when we have trouble. You know, we dial God. We dial God's number only when we are in trouble. But when things are good, when we are flourishing, many people don't acknowledge God's presence. They don't acknowledge his love. They don't give thanks to him. That's why Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 it says with all thanksgiving make your request known to God. Amen. And that is why church it's very important that we know the promises of God. We understand this promises of God. Amen. And God loves you. Wherever you are, God loves you. No matter whichever part of the world, you, whatever your culture is, whatever your situation is, whatever you go through, remember the promises of God. He says, I will be with you. I will protect you. I will strengthen you. I will give you peace. I will fight for you. I will answer your prayers. And He says, I love you. Amen. Hallelujah. What a wonderful promise. So claim this promises. Remember these promises and you know now where to reach, who to dial, who to call unto. When you wake up in the morning, call unto God. When you go to bed, call unto God. Give thanks to God. Acknowledge His presence. Acknowledge His goodness over your life. Acknowledge His protection. He is covering us with His mighty wings. He sends forth His angels to, to protect us. To guard us, to guide us. He sends His Holy Spirit as a comforter. So we need to acknowledge God in our life. We need to recognize His sovereign power. And we should not take God very lightly. We need to be serious with it. Give thanks unto God. Because the Bible says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. You know, He is a sovereign God. And God is love. God is faithful. Amen loving heavenly father we thank you we praise you god for this wonderful time of word lord jesus we bless you lord for these promises and you are thinking about us all the time thank you for loving us unconditionally lord jesus and we will hold on to this promises our god that no matter what we face through like you you promised noah like you promised abraham lord as you promised, David, that your promises are yes and amen, Jesus. We believe in your promises. You will give us strength when we are weak. You will increase our power, Lord Jesus. Father, help us increase our faith. Help us to draw more closer to you, God. Help us that we could draw many things from you, Jesus. We can draw your divine presence, our God. And the word says, In James chapter 4, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. And today, Lord, we want to draw more closer to you, Jesus. If we have failed to draw closer to you all these while, Father, but today we pray, God, after this word, Lord Jesus, we believe and we pray that we will draw more and more closer to you, Jesus. We will honor you, Lord. We will acknowledge you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Sheba, for giving this opportunity. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor and thank you, too, for pitching in. uh,